Audible's test run. This is a different verse. Check. Living lavish, never managed, I'm a made man Steady hands, never fumbled, stuck to the game plan Brain man, how I crush the numbers, needed all advanced Rap lyrics all enhanced, when the mic is in my hands Never leave it all the chance, gamble with your life Paid a hefty price, yeah the aim is nice But better with the knives, why they act surprised Price the mic to Bryce, he gon' tell you twice Spot us under lights, some church Miami Vice That's 30 seconds in, I'm rapping longer than your lifespan I don't need a mic stand, weapon in my right hand Look again, you niggas Square this and white friends, they say I don't like them I could give a fuck about one of them This shit is all real, in the stomach, all pills, dollar bills They'll do anything for the raw thrills It's just that lavish life, looking for that paradise This'll keep you up at night Yeah Ones, you know we miss you, check People acting like they want smoke But if they hit the weed once They would all choke Niggas stitching on themselves, hit the wrong note I swing elections by myself Just with one vote You can lose your life today with just one dose I know some niggas round the way They can do the most Let's celebrate our lives Let's make a toast I'm just glad to be alive Let's make a toast Ross my next guest is part of a collective known as FML. He's also part of a hip-hop duo with Bryce Bowden known as Edibles. It's my pleasure yeah. to introduce Trey Ross. You know what it is. Edibles. Trey Ross. Bryce Bowden. You made it. You here. This is the finish line. We're going to take a quick victory lap if you don't mind. Yeah. Check. Victory lap. I'm running in my Nike trainers It's a shame I get no love from strangers Life's a lot of things, far from painless You gotta grind if you're gonna make it The sun shines, you just gotta face it Man, it's been a long time But we got this far And I'ma keep grinding till I got it all And I'ma keep shining till I'm bright as stars And we gon' keep climbing, not falling off Check it, I'm on the record A lot of people ain't listening up Disrespecting any of my dogs like the wolf Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest. It's been hey. a long time coming. Oh, <laughs> the one and only Trey Ross. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well right now. It's crazy times. I hope everybody's staying home and staying safe. For sure. And man, like, I've been following your guys' music. It's like, it's, it's been a few months now not gonna say it's been like years but like i've been since i since i started listening to your guys music it's been pretty freaking dope like um it's crazy too because it literally happened out of nowhere i was just because i told you i live up in snohomish but like i I go all over the place and um one day i decided just to go to south center and it turned out like bryce works there bryce Bowden, and (laughs) i literally just like went in one day and it was like handing a cd out to someone and i was like shit are you an artist and he's like, yeah, man. And I got his information from that. But if I had not decided to go to South Center that day, this probably would have never happened. Yeah, like, no, word of mouth. Word of mouth is really like, I still think that one of the best ways to get around. And that's a super cool way of finding new music and new artists. Like, yeah, meeting people in person is always the best. For sure. So I know Bryce is from like the Renton era, area. Are you there from there also? or? Well, Bryce is actually, he's from Kirkland area. Kirkland. Like Kingsgate. 
I'm I was I was born in Kirkman also, but live in like pretty much all of Puget Sound. But right now, yeah, we're both living in Renton right now. So mm. um, I've been out here for like the last five years, just kicking it, uh, making music, working jobs and stuff. I live here with my girlfriend in the apartment. Uh, it's been lit. It's been nice. I mean, I've gotten lucky enough to do a lot of good things in the short amount of time that I've been been doing music. So it's mm. been cool. Have, have you been getting cabin fever in the apartment at all, or how's that been? Uh, it's kind of like a day to day, uh, but not really. I haven't really broken too badly. Um, a couple of days out of this what, month now, I just had to get out of the house and uh, go meet up with some friends and have some drinks just outside and stuff. Um, but no, it's been it's been pretty chill. I like being home. I'm a lazy dude. I like <laughs> to just chill and like watch TV and play video games. So it's kind of just been appreciating all this free time we get because we'll probably never have this much free time ever again. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we don't. I hope we don't. Yeah. <laughs> have you um have you been following any of those like TikTok trends that are happening right now? Like I don't have TikTok, but like I'll see them post and like the one that's super funny to me is that one where um because like all the guys right now are just home playing video games. So like there's this TikTok trend where like, the girl the girlfriend comes in naked and like throws the towel at the guy and they I've see what that. see what he does. And like yeah, half- I've seen that they drop the towel to the reaction. Yeah, I've seen some of those. It's pretty funny. Those are pretty funny. I mean, my girlfriend, you know, she'll do that anyways, but we don't record it. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. But um, I have seen those videos, and those are pretty funny. But, yeah, my girlfriend, she definitely gets annoyed when I play video games all day. Mm. Definitely thing I can relate to. <laughs> She's here right now just listening. <laughs> the thing is that, like, the gaming companies, they're, they're putting out all these deals right now for games. So I'm like – Oh shit! I gotta get them. Well, I literally bought a PS4 for no reason, just because like I was bored and there's a bunch of games on PS4 I never get to play. I'm usually an Xbox player, but I said fuck it and like copped it just to just to see what's <laughs> up. And I'm enjoying it. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII and shit. Oh. I'm a huge nerd, so like I love like anything anime, manga, video games. I just love all that stuff. So I mean, mm. you can hear it sometimes in my music. I like to reference things, but I'm not as like as heavy on the references as like other people. Yeah, there's some guys that like have full like anime cover arts and like yeah. all they talk about is cool. anime. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing something like that sometimes. Like I know this artist Save Zelda who uh, who loves anime and puts a lot of that into his marketing and his whole thing, and um, and I really like that and that's cool. And I, I've always wanted to kind of be like that, but I don't know. I kind of take myself a little too seriously. Mm. But I like to collab with artists like that who I can. Uh, you know, just go into a complete fantasy world and we can make cartoon characters of ourselves and like do silly, like dope shit like that. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Personally. Like a really popular thing is when, like, when people turn themselves into like Simpsons characters and stuff like that. You see that all the time. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend makes art. Uh, her name is Artemis Rose Design. And um, she uh, she's actually painted me or illustrated me a few times. So it's cool. And actually, like I came up with an idea for my homie, my, my whole crew, I'm sure you've heard, is FML, or I don't know if you know, actually. But I came from a clip called FML, Fine Malt Lyrics. And um, we have a, a little mascot. This guy's like the 40 man. I don't know. I have a hat on it somewhere. But he's like a 40 bottle uh, mascot, like a, a bottle, a bag bottle. So a bottle in a bag, like Towley, you know, from South <laughs> Park. Yeah, yeah. It's like a beer bottle with eyes. And uh, <laughs> called the 40 man. And so we made this little character. And my friend actually got it tattooed on him and stuff. And this is really cool. I love that kind of like cool things, but um, it's definitely something that that's just separate from like what I try to do in my personal brand, which I don't really know. But I guess my personal brand is more like just 
hip hop and a little more like down to earth than uh than that stuff. But I do love to do that. Like I said, my crew, we do all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know why, but you you remind me of Jaw Rule for some reason. I just I guess ah, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, bro. Jaw Rule. I mean, he got hits. You know, he did do Fire Festival also. Oh shit. But, <laughs> Hey, he's got a documentary though. Also, that's pretty hype. <laughs> where they needed Ja Rule after 9/11? They're like, "Where's Ja?" Dude, <laughs> he's part of the culture. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's man. a comparison I've never got before. I've never gotten that one before. That's wow. You saying music wise or like or me wise? I don't know. Even... Like, I think it's both. Like, you just remind me of like how you look and like your sound. Not you don't have like his gravelly voice, but like <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of I kind of feel it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Bryce is gonna have a field day with that. Who's Bryce <laughs> remind you of then? I gotta know. Oh shit. I don't even know. He's I don't he just kind of surprises me completely. He doesn't not like if I just saw him down the street, I wouldn't expect him to be as good as a rapper as he is. So he just takes me aback the whole time. Well, that's why he wears all the fancy clothes, you know, so mm. you know for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been to his, his new his new place and he has like all like he has so many like a huge shoe collection and everything like that. Yeah, he's uh, he loves his swag. I mean, that's why he got the job at the cool with uh, with our friend Mark, who owns it. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. I love Bryce. We we go back like almost ten years now, and uh, we met through personal or uh, mutual friends. Mm. And um, he's always been like that. He's always been really into fashion, really high on himself as he should be because he is really talented. Um, and yeah, we kind of just hit it off back then. And we just now decided to make a tape. It was actually 2017 when we made the first tape, but yeah, you know, it's dude. been a long process. But it's been good because we became friends along the way, and uh, it wasn't only just about the music. Like we're actually good friends. That's dope. I feel like you guys still need to like release that on like even if it's just SoundCloud or something. Because like I've been listening to it on Bandcamp, but I'm like, dude, Bro, why? We tried because those samples, the sample we used MF Doom beats because that was my whole thing. I'm a, a huge MF Doom fan, mm. and I started writing like to the beats that are on edibles like when i was like 15 16 or before i ever recorded a song and some of those beats i've been sitting on because i just love the instrumental tracks or i love the mf doom tracks that they're from and i've just been sitting on them forever and i wanted to always do like the homage tape to mf doom but i just never uh never materialized i tried a few times when i was younger it just never came to but then with bryce one day i was just like man we got free time we got nothing coming out right now why don't we just do this tape together? Because I'm a huge fan of Bryce's music and his rap style. And so I was like, why don't we use these beats? And, uh, but those beats aren't even, they're sampled and they're not cleared by MF Doom. Like the beats that are on the record and stuff, like none of that shit's cleared. So like we tried to upload the tape onto SoundCloud, onto iTunes and all that stuff, all the streaming sites. And, uh, and it didn't, it didn't get cleared. It said that the beats weren't cleared. Not even like, so the beats were our official instrumentals from MF Doom. And so if they're not clear, that means he didn't clear them. That means that we can't post them on SoundCloud or iTunes or anything, oh. which is why we've kind of circumvented that. And with the two, we're, uh, we're doing all original, everything original, so we cannot even have to worry about that. But we're going to keep the essence and the energy of that same tape of the same, uh, you know, the same flavor of uh, Edibles mm-hmm. 1. That's funny. I didn't even mean to do that. But yeah, <laughs> dude, that's just... Flavor, flavor <laughs> <part>. <laughs> that, that honestly that's... is like... I, I just... Because I... Um... I didn't know where to find it. So I only, I literally listened to it like for the first time last week. And I was like, what the hell? That shit was so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh. We got you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And that's like, that's, I mean, Bryce has like 10 albums out besides that. I mm-hmm. have 
like two or three projects out. I'm on like four or five projects out on SoundCloud. They're all like in my SoundCloud shit. But um, but yeah, we have like a, a large body of work and definitely between the both of us, we thought edibles was one of our strongest bodies of work ever. And at this point, we're kind of just looking at it like, are we stronger together? We should just team up and try to do more more edible stuff because people really loved that whole campaign I don't know if you if you just found you just jumped on, but when we dropped it on 2017, uh, it was huge. The whole city like had we had the support of everybody. We put out a huge show uh, where we were giving out food and rapping, and it was just a cute, cool event. And um, and that was kind of the whole thing. Like it wasn't just the music; it was a project for like our community where we can bring weed culture, food culture, and music culture together in one room to like kick it and like you know vibe out and, and network and stuff yes man and i i hope i can make this new project for you guys just as exciting you know like i, I oh, want to see what i can already. do with my resources and everything too you know hell yeah this is already a huge step documenting stuff like i've told bryce all the time like we got to document everything we need cameras everywhere but you know obviously resources are limited when it's just two people but another person that's wanting to be involved it's always great man for sure i was thinking about this last night is there is there even like does TMZ ever even come to like Seattle or anything like that? Because I feel like we have like big players in Seattle. We got like Macklemore, like Justin Bieber has like a house up here. He's always at the Bellevue Club, stuff like that. Like we have. I think big- kind of like I think they got like people everywhere. It's like you just send it in. Like if somebody sees something, they can record it, and then like huh. like they got sleeper cells in every city. Huh. That's what I assume. So I'm sure that there's a there's somebody out here that works with them or for them. But I mean, Seattle is so clicky that it's hard for anybody to shine. So it's kind of like we all kind of get no shine. Mm. Either like one person gets a lot of shine and that's it, or nobody does. Mm. And it's not a lot of it going out like into into different circles of people. The notice the people that get put on or get you know a lot of uh, attention are usually in the same small circle of friends or have share a manager or share a producer or know this person through this person. It's, it's smaller circles than it seems. But um, I mean, now as of late, I think a lot of different artists have been getting more notoriety and different uh, styles, not just like the Macklemore style or the Travis Thompson style, but like mm. people, you know, people like Zayside, who, who's really young and gritty and, and you know has a unique style and, People like Katil, who's really young and, and completely different from from like the Macklemore's and stuff like that. I met all these dudes a couple weeks ago at the Seattle sessions. I'm sure Bryce has talked to you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Case and like that was just a really eye opening event. Seeing like all these different artists who sometimes you would think act Hollywood or oh they're not gonna take the time of day to talk to me or do a track with me, but a lot of the artists, everybody there was really cool and it was just a really great environment to create. And stuff like that gives me hope that there's room for more people and room for our entire community of musicians and artists to uh, to get more shine. Yeah, man, for sure. And I want to help with that too, with like, because I don't think like we ha- we don't have enough media outlets in a sense. Well, we don't actually, just in general. I, I I've been. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I remember the Stranger was almost getting canceled. It was about to get canceled, but then they brought it back. I mean, we had. KEXP is a good a good one, but they sometimes, you know, don't really cover a lot and it's it's kind of hard to get in the door and everything's kind of pointed towards rock and like pop and not towards rap and hip hop that it's kind of hard to get those mainstream, you know, 
journalists and local journalists to even look at us if you don't know the right people. That's why a lot of people have plugs. Like everything is available. You could get any article or any song you want on a blog post. You just gotta know the right person that can get you in front of somebody that will accept the payment amount or be like, oh yeah, I'll throw this on for this or I'll, I'll do this for that. It's kind of like quid pro quo. And if you don't know the right people, then you'll never even know that that's an option. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know that you can just buy a publicist or pay a publicist to get your music to different places. Or you could buy a distro kid and publish it yourself. It's just whichever lane you want to go. And some people go that route have somebody else manage it because you know they don't want to have the responsibility of that they want to just make their music and be creative so it's hard to balance both of those and that's kind of like where we are as independent seattle artists how do you you know value your worth and get your music out there and like be a business person all without you know fucking up or doing something stupid or burning a bridge with somebody you know, it's really a tightrope of a bunch of things. And the people that can walk it are the ones that are successful and, and that people follow. And that's like, you know, the people that we're trying to emulate by, by doing this. Right. But the thing is, we also don't really have anyone that can co-sign artists out here in Seattle. Like, yeah, we got Macklemore, I guess. But like, no one wants to co-sign from Sir Mix-A-Lot. Um, <laughs> I, I just listened to Shabazz Palace's new album and... I saw that it charted, but then when, like, when I looked to see like streaming and all that stuff, like some of their songs got like maybe 3,000 plays on like YouTube or something like that. So yeah. even like, even artists that we kind of can be happy about, it's not like they're like huge in a sense. Like if I think, if, I think, I think it's gonna take it. It's gonna take it being like ATL or LA, where everybody's kind of I don't want to say piggybacking, but pretty much like off of each other. Everybody works together. They all collab together. Everybody's highlighting everybody. And that's kind of what it's being now with the new generation. You see a lot of these younger artists collaborating on projects, collaborating on singles, pushing videos together. Um, and I think once this generation, like our age of people, start getting older and we all start getting more resources underneath us and able to push things at a better quality, you'll start seeing that that we won't need the cosigns because we'll be making our own cosigns. We'll be getting our own shine in our own notoriety and then then other people from outside will come in like look at little mosey you know and travis thompson two two examples of people that make totally different music and are both experiencing really good uh success locally and they're like not even that that big it's like they're still they're still small to the people here in seattle like oh i know them i'm not worried about them but outside of here everybody's like oh they're famous oh i wish i could go see yeah. one of their local shows so it's kind of like you got to make your own pockets. And I feel like they've done that well. And now like the artists that they collab with and work with, people are going to have an eye on them and come back to the city to look at that. Mm. Yeah. Like little Mosey dude, he has over like three, three million followers on Instagram. And like, he's always on like genius and lyrical lemonade and shit like that. Like that's yeah. where people want to be. <laughs> exactly. Cause you got to start, you start with making something that people like, you know, you start a young guy rapping, smoking weed, and then people want to be intrigued. Oh, where? What's the story? Where is he from? Sorry, my friend just called me. Are we in here? <laughs> my homie yeah, no, was calling live. But um, but yeah, I mean, you just gotta you gotta kind of give something, that, give the product that people want, and then people will come to you for it. You don't have to go out there if the stuff's good. If people like your music, people like your your art, then they're gonna come for it. And you just have to keep honing your craft and getting better and better, and eventually 
you know, you'll see more opportunities. And I've seen that firsthand, like starting with nothing, being a local nobody, to opening huge shows that sold out crowds for like huge national acts. And within like six months time, it kind of just keeps going if you keep doing what you're doing and if people like it. People liked my music. I made a lot of party music. And so I just kept doing that and it kept taking me to bigger and bigger stages. And then eventually I got sick of it. I was like, I don't want to be a turn up rapper. I want to be an artist. I want to make music. And so, and so, sorry about that. My homie keeps calling me. And so I just, uh, I kept doing that. And I switched up my style a little bit. And um, now we're where we're at, where I make a lot of, a lot of different styles of music. Hmm. Yeah. I think that you and you and Bryce have really good production between, behind all your guys' music. That's what I really like about your guys' songs. And it's not like just like 808 songs either. Like, like I yeah. like the instruments and everything in them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Turn Up. I love Turn Up music. I, um, that's how I got started. I made a song <laughs> called Turn Up, Bitch. And it was just a huge <laughs> song. People loved it. And it got me openings for like I Am Sue and Juicy J and all these really big names and all these people that I really enjoyed listening to. And I got to take my crew and we all would just go party and kick it. But eventually I was like, I mean, this is fun. But I can make these songs, I can shit them out. I can make a turn up song in two seconds. And I got a hundred of them. But I want to make something with substance. I want to make something that I can show my parents and be like, yo, listen to what the song I made. I want to tell stories about things that I've experienced and people I know. And so that's what I started doing. And, uh, and I, think, I think that uh, it's been good. I, I might not be as much commercially successful if I just stayed in that pocket as just doing turn up. But now I'm trying to find a, a healthy balance where I can make, you know, strong, introspective trap music. That's what I like to call it, introspective trap, where I'm just <laughs> substance, but it's still turn up. It's still got, you can turn up to it or you can sit and listen to it and try to get the actual, just the things. Mm. So when I, when I talk to Bryce about like music and his career path and everything, I feel like sometimes he expresses that he kind of gets frustrated, that he feels like he's sometimes in a rut. Do you kind of oh, feel yeah. the same way? Um, no, I don't feel the same way personally. Sometimes I do. I understand what Bryce feels. He's been in the game a lot longer than me. And he is very talented and he gets overlooked. I don't know if it's because he's white. I don't know if it's because, you know, he's kind of um, arrogant sometimes. But, I mean, he's confident in his abilities. And, and he should be because they're really good. And when people listen, they see that. So I understand his frustration. My frustration is is kind of like, I've gotten the notoriety locally. People know who I am, but then they choose not to support either because A, my music's not good enough yet, or B, they just don't like me or don't like something about me or something, you know, like that. So that's my frustration is not knowing. And usually when I feel that way and I get to talk to somebody, the person or people that I feel like aren't pushing and supporting, we come to an understanding where it's like, oh, well, I just, you know, thought you already had support. I thought everybody was already pushing your stuff and you don't need me to push it you don't need me to share it or they're like no 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 i need all of that so yeah. my frustration comes from more from like lack of communication and not knowing like you know where where am i gonna go next or like what's my next gig gonna be because i can't get in the right room with somebody i know the steps it takes and i think that i got a good enough product now but it's more about who you know than what you know at this point for me mm-hmm. it's like you can only get so far with what you have, eventually there's gonna to have to be a quantum leap where you meet somebody or somebody decides that they wanna help make a documentary or, <laughs> or 
a producer, a high up producer wants to work with you because he heard your stuff. And we're kind of getting to that point. Like the Seattle sessions was huge. Like we were really, really excited for that. I got invited and I wasn't even supposed to bring anybody, but I was like, fuck that. I'm bringing Bryce because he's my big bro and he needs to be in the room with all these people. And it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. It couldn't have been better because we got to meet with a bunch of artists. We got to showcase our talent. And now we're possibly going to be on one of the biggest local uh, projects to come out ever in Seattle. Mm. So, I mean, that kind of opportunity gives, gives me hope and shows that, all right, I can hold out and keep my head down. And it might be hard. It might get frustrated. But if I keep on this path, I'm going to get to where I want to go. It's just not going to be as fast as the turn up sold out shows, you know, that route, which mm. was fun. And I got high up on that route. But, you know, this route I feel is more me. It's more where I want to be. And, like, if I could do a sold-out show, you know, playing my songs, headlining myself, that's what I could do. That's what I want to do instead of opening for, like, a Juicy J or a Ty Dolla Sign, which I've done, which is great. But they don't know me at the end of the night. They don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to get to where they're at. Yeah. And I feel like this is a better way because I believe in it more and, believe in myself more but i definitely sometimes i get frustrated but as of late recently i've been i've been feeling like the music and everything has been focused and everything's been going well mm -hmm. do you think you're promoting yourself differently than bryce or what do you think it is that you got invited to the sessions um for what did i provide to the sessions differently like why do you think he because you're, you're dope and all that but what do you think why do you think that you got invited and he didn't like what do you what are your opinions I on mean, that? I, I, I just pressed the issue. I'm really big on communication. Mm. Uh, people that I know and I've met and people that I've talked to and that tell me, oh, I like your music or I support your stuff. When the time comes, when I see them in something or they're tweeting about something, I'm interested and I reach out. I'm not afraid to, to reach out and be like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? I see that you're inviting a bunch of artists to something. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you an invite. I don't think it's um, like people don't like Bryce like in that sense. <laughs> I think it's more just I think it's more just communication. I think mm. it's more just like being personable. I'm I'd like to think I'm a personable guy. You said yourself you can sense the frustration in Bryce and you know and I feel like that's a lot of Seattle artists have that same frustration. My homeboy Web Wavy is another guy who I love and he's my big bro. He's the one who put me on in the music game with Fine Mark. He has that exact same feeling of frustration and and confident and confidence in their ability that why am i not getting where i need to be i feel that same way but i don't let that put i don't let that block me from anything i don't i don't give a fuck how filthy somebody is or not filthy they are if i think that hey they could be a beneficial mutual thing working together i'll work with you i've done songs with people i don't think they're that talented but they believed in it so much and the music and stuff stuck and people liked the song and then they make a video and then people are like, oh man, I love this song. I'm like, damn, I didn't even really like that song. <laughs> so it's like, you kind of just, you kind of can't get in your own way sometimes. And I feel like that could be a thing. Um, I just kind of try to push a lot. I stopped, I pushed a lot more when I was younger. And I think that might've been it. When I was doing all these shows, big shows and openings for national acts, I was pushing every day. I was networking every day and I kind of hit a ceiling. I know everybody in Seattle. I know all the show, uh, you know, runners. I know promoters. I know venue guys. I know, you know, door guys. I, I know everybody in Seattle. And so it's kind of like now I just step back 
and I kind of pursue the things that I want to pursue, like the edibles project, like, you know, little things. Like I've been working on my third solo tape 3.0 for the last two years now. Um, just kind of passion projects because it's not going anywhere. There's not, the, the, the scene's not going anywhere. All, all I can do is work on myself and try to keep getting better and better. And hopefully, eventually, they start to notice, which I think they have with these last few projects that, that I've done, especially edibles with Bryce. For sure. So do you have a team that helps you out or anything like that? Like a manager or do you try to work on things on your own? No, I've had managers or I've had friends, friend, friend managers, people that have tried to support. I mean, I've got hella support. I got a, a great team of people that are, uh, you know, supportive and like push my stuff, but I don't have like a direct team that man that manages me or helps anything. I do everything myself. And in fact, I've tried to manage my other friends and push them like to other places and, and I'll put them up, put them on pedestals uh, because I've been frustrated with that, not having resources, not having a team. So when I believe in somebody like Bryce or like my homie Ziggy or my homie Astro, they were guys that I was willing to throw it all down for and say, hey, you want me to push you all the way? I will do it all the way. And like stop rapping, stop doing my thing because I think you have talent and something that's different. And you know, they don't a lot of them just don't want that. They just like, nah, it's like making music for fun and kicking it. With mm -hmm. Bryce, it was more like we had the exact same mindset. Uh, as far as solo artists, that was like, well, why don't we work together since we have the exact same mindset and want to and want to do what that the exact same thing? So we partnered, and so we're basically like partners. And, and but yeah, there's no manager behind Bryce or me. It's just us two making shit happen. And I'm proud of that fact because I've been able to make a lot of shit happen. I can set up a show. I can set up, uh, you know, a company. I can set up a, a bake sale or yes. a video shoot or a photo shoot, or a drug sale, you know, I can do all <laughs> kinds of shit like this. And that's kind of like why, why I, uh, I haven't, like I've kind of been coming into the point where it's like, I'm not, if people aren't gonna help me now, I don't need to rely on them, I gotta do it myself. Until people like yourself who see it and like, damn, I wanna jump on board, let's see where we can take this because the product is that good and the music is that good and the concepts are that good. And that's my thing, I like to be the concept guy, I love to, brainstorm and think and just make ideas but it's hard to make those ideas reality when you're alone so that's mm. that's where my my roadblocks come for sure is 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 john thomas part of your guys's collective or yeah yeah john thomas is my cousin's best friend we met we went to the same high school together and uh john is super super talented love john He's just like in so many different worlds, it's hard for him to focus on music. He's been wrestling, he's a piano player, he fucking models shit now. I don't know what he'd be doing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's an FML. We asked him if he wanted to like mess with us and make music back in high school, because he has a gift for rapping and freestyling and, and just as a musical artist in general, playing instruments. Uh, he's just been in college for like 10 years, so like I barely <laughs> Yeah, he um, we set up a time when he came back. I forget when it was. It was like, cause we're in spring now, so it was like sometime in the winter time. He came down for a few days, and we had an interview. He's he's a pretty dope guy. Yeah, he's super cool, man. I love John. He's a uh, very cerebral, hmm. very smart <laughs> dude. You mind if I smoke? I don't know if I. If yeah, yeah, it's fine. This is a, it's not it's not radio. It's a podcast. I, so you don't have to be PC. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I get in trouble when I be cussing and shit on radios and. 
<laughs> I went to uh, rest in peace, Jay Moore. He had me on Q93, like, what was that, 2017 or 16? But um, I was cussing up a fucking storm on live on Sunday night sound sessions. He was like, no, 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 you can't say that. <laughs> so I, I kind of I kind of don't have a filter that much. I get that from my mom. <laughs> yeah, man. But, um, I, yeah, I'm excited for your guys' new project. Like, So Bryce said you guys kind of been – Using it's called what is it called Radio Lab or something to Band Lab. So yeah, this is, a, this is a free plug for that. We need to get fucking promoted on this shit. We should, <laughs> out, we should reach out to them for real after this. Push it. But um, I forgot who showed me this app. I forgot who showed me this app, but it's a really cool app called Band Lab. B A N as in Nancy D Lab Band Lab and. Uh, it basically lets you record music on your phone. It tracks everything out. It's like Pro Tools on your phone. You can add a beat. You can add multiple tracks. You can edit it all there. And the cool thing is you can collaborate with other artists. So me and Bryce both made a band lab. I recorded something on my phone, added him as a collaborator. Now he can listen to what I did and record straight to his phone on another track, basically creating roughs for our entire album. So mm. we've been bouncing stuff back and forth on this, and it's just kind of been um really cool because the first edibles we met up and he was really adamant about wanting to meet up and write together and i was like <laughs> well most of my shit's already been written like i wrote it for years i've had it and he's like well we're gonna write new stuff and just let's just sit down so he would make me sit down next to him and we would just write together <laughs> and after like a few times the first few times i'm like bro this is not working like what the fuck we got nothing and then like a few more times like six or seven times we met by the end, we were like had a whole project and it was fire. And we had been rapping it back and forth live. So basically we had been performing our live performance, practicing a live performance the entire time we were writing. Then my DJ uh, and my stepdad, Savvy, he um came in and was like, oh, y'all, y'all writing new tape? Well, I'll DJ it. So we had a DJ and us practicing while we were writing the whole project. So wow. it was just really polished by the time we did Upstream and we did, um, a couple other big shows that summer and we just had our entire our entire performance like down pat like down to the skits and shit like perfect and it worked out really well so this time bryce is like we gotta do that same thing this is right before corona started hitting i, I was working in healthcare at the time and i was like this is not the best time to be kicking it close like that i don't want to be in your face like that he's like bro we gotta do this we gotta do edibles too come on <laughs> like bugging me bugging me. and i'm like fuck finally finally because bryce i love him to death but if i don't send him the beat he'll act like the internet doesn't exist i'm like bro you can get the beat off youtube you can email it to yourself you can do all this other shit he's like nah bro just send it to me so eventually i'm like download this fucking app called band lab Nah, man, I'm not gonna download no stupid app, bro. We gotta meet up. I'm like, download this app, download it. I'm gonna record my shit and I'm gonna send it to you. He's like, whatever. So I do it. I just download. He's like, I downloaded it. We had to figure out how to send it to each other, and finally we get it through. And he's like, bro, this shit's filthy. <laughs> we got drunk one night or one day. We was just both at our separate homes, drunk, and. <laughs> He just like said, I just went through all of them and just laid something down for all of them. So you just go in and lay them down. So now we got like six, seven, eight, like pretty much finished tracks that are that are going to be used for edibles too. We don't know where we would have like put the verses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And obviously there'll be more hooks and stuff added, but 
it's been a really cool and different process than I've ever done collaborating with somebody almost live, but in completely different places on your phone with like a mic and, a, and your phone. It's, it's yeah. crazy. We'll send this whole clip to Band Band Lab, and then we'll get sponsors. Yeah, Band Lab, <laughs> give us the money, bro. For real, we're really out here. Come on, <laughs> we need that. So, what are your what are your quarantine tips? Because you said you were in you're in the medical industry. What was what were you doing there? Well, I was, I was, I got laid off, but I wasn't. It wasn't nothing. This, but um, my tips are just wash your hands as much as possible. <laughs> Literally, every time I leave the house or come and go pretty much almost from any room. I'm trying to wash my hands, um, mask up when, and if possible, carry a mask with you and find a hobby. Like yes. make sure you have something to do. Cause if you don't have nothing to do while you're stuck inside, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Those are my tips. <laughs> do, you, do you have any, do you have any worries or fears about this whole quarantine? Like it getting extended and this messing with society deeper down the road. Every, t- every day, I fucking think about it. I feel like it's going to probably not ever be the same. I feel like it's going to go back some kind, but it's never going to be as crazy as it was. People, I think, has really woken up to the fact that, you know, germs, you can't see them, but they're everywhere, and that you can get sick at any time. Like, I just don't see how big, huge festivals are going to operate and, like, meeting places. I don't know, like bars. Like my local bar is popping all the time. Like I don't know if they're gonna have a smaller capacity, like on every every place is gonna have like half the capacity it did before. Like I don't know. Shows, like how are shows gonna be crowds? Like you can't you have to get close in a crowd if you're trying to imagine people the crush at the beginning of at the front stage of a show. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just don't know how it's gonna be, but I don't know. It's definitely gonna be weird. For sure. We need, we need, we're, I'm worried about fire festival. When's that going to happen? We can't have that if there's the quarantine. Bro, your, jaw rule, your jaw rule reference. I'm never going to forget that. Oh, I can't believe you said that. I'm going to come up with something for you. Don't worry. Dude, freaking people say I look like when I, I put my hair up this time because it was like my hair is super long. I just took a shower. So like the water makes it goes down to like here. So I can't see shit. But right. <laughs> everyone says yeah, I look I, like I have like the Corbin blue haircut. That's what everyone says from high school. <laughs> You got oh the big God. sideshow bob, dude. I can go sideshow bob. From <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I gave my sister that one, too. She got big, poofy, curly hair, too. Mm. Yeah, man. I spend, like, last week, I spent, like, $30 in hair products and stuff. Like, I use, I go through hair products so fast. Well, that's your hobby is your hair. Yes. <laughs> everybody needs one. I, I literally cut my hair short. I got a haircut two weeks ago, and everybody was really mad at me because I got a haircut. <laughs> Did quarantine. you post it? Yeah, I posted it. I was ah, it on the and the crazy thing is that my barber literally smuggled me in and like hid me from the world. Was like, don't let anybody know you got a haircut. Don't let them know I gave you a haircut because they're worried about getting caught up, you know, like Better Business Bureau or some shit like that because they're not supposed mm-hmm. to be operating. But he just gave me a cut on the low on the side. And so I ain't been back <laughs> since before I got the do rag on. But yeah, like I flexed it for about two weeks. <laughs> do you do you think that like are you are you gonna definitely have to meet with Bryce again before you like release a project or what do you think about that like what happens if oh, this yeah, quarantine I mean, he's a little bit more he's a little more worried than me I'm definitely worried about like the store I hate going to the store shopping mm-hmm. in general um but like I've met up with some homies and we've done outside activities like I was at the river last week and it was sunny and hot and 
we're chilling, throwing rocks and shit. And it just feels like we're in high school again. It feels like I'm in middle school where like you don't, like I got laid off, so I'm getting unemployment. I don't really have any responsibilities. I don't have any kids or pets. I got my girlfriend, we kick it. And then it's like, I don't know what else to do. So me and my friends literally went to the river, had beers and just threw rocks and skipped rocks and shit for like a few hours. And it's nothing else to do. There's not shit else to do. So, uh, but I do want to meet up with Bryce. He He's like, I'm still not trying to meet up with nobody. But of course, we'll link up and we'll, we'll have a whole rollout plan. And we're, mm. we're, we're thinking, we're trying to, we're trying to, I don't even know if I should tell you this. But if it's for the documentary, I guess we're trying to like time it with the Seattle sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was telling the my documentary team about that already. Yeah, so we're trying to. There's gonna be, I guess, a, I, I don't know. There's supposed to be some footage on the Seattle sessions that's supposed to come out in some capacity, and the album, obviously. So we're trying to time it up with that, and either have it come right after that. Or if that is going to take forever, if Seattle Sessions is not going to come out until next year or like longer than that, next summer mm-hmm. even, then we're thinking maybe hopefully as early as like maybe this fall or winter because, I mean, the music is almost done. We would just have to record it in a professional studio and then we just have to get more like visuals, like photo shoot. Yeah, I got you on that already. Movies. Yeah, we maybe and like some lead single videos, and we already got mm-hmm. video guys. And so, like, pretty much once all this shit dies down, and we're able to really um, <clears throat> meet up and do stuff. Like right now, all we can do is game plan. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, but la- I mean, we want to follow the same formula as last time. Last time, we we shot a photo shoot. We got a couple photo shoots. We put out these sweaters, these edibles hoodies. Where's mine? <laughs> These, this is dead side. This isn't even out no more. They're gone. Oh, shit. Uh, my homie, our homie it was a third party, our bro, uh, Salad, Tyrese. Um, he goes by, he goes by Steel Lake Jake online. Um, he, he has his own little company called Kick and Salad. He does a lot of, he helps us with a lot of our productions as far as music videos, merch, uh, just side projects, photo shoots and stuff. He's helped uh, book and style and stuff like that. So he's one of our confidants. He made these, and um, and so that's how this got made. But we made all this stuff before. We had it all ready. We had like three or four videos, and then I had a bunch of shows lined up. And so I said, let's just make it like a little mini tour, a mini run. Like we're just gonna release the the photos. We had all this this promo this promo material that we just built up. I have hella alternate logos and fucking brownie shit just all kinds of just promo material i would just make it because i just make i love to just make shit like i used tumblr yeah. all the time in myspace back in the day so i'd make little doodles and we would just make them stickers and we would just put it everywhere and we just had a really good campaign and we just hashtagged edibles everywhere and nobody knew what the fuck it was We're like what the fuck is edibles why is trey ross in a chef boy rd outfit cooking brownie <laughs> With Bryce and everybody's like, "What is it?" We made a how to make edibles cooking show little promo bid that never went out, but we just put it out as a promo, like a commercial, like a minute long. We have like a five minute video, but we only got a minute long commercial. People just were enamored by like, what the fuck is edibles. So by the time we released the tape and had the uh, the party, what's up? Everybody came. Hell of people. We had like over a hundred people pull up to our little event, 
and it just came out really, really well, and everybody received it well. And the only thing is, it was a mixtape, so we couldn't really sell it. We gave it away in like free bundle packs. We give out edibles, stickers, and like a CD, and we're giving them out with like golden fucking bags on them. Here, I got one. <laughs> Hold on, this is some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, we made these like edibles bags. My homie oh, Jordan, shit. they helped us make these edibles bags. They're gold wow. plate. And we put like these little stickers with me and Bryce's face on them and shit. <laughs> So shit. I made all this shit on my phone, and then my girl helped me just cut it out and make it into stickers, and <laughs> and so we just had lots of promo, lots of just shit that people were interested in, and then when we made the music, it was really good. But yeah, it was a mixtape, so we couldn't put it anywhere on streaming, so it's all word of mouth. But I guess I don't know. The rumor is through Bryce that it got to MF Doom somehow, and he had listened to it and approved it that it wasn't for sale. It was like, all right, yeah, I don't care that they didn't. It's not for sale, so. But I heard he listened to it. I don't know about his opinion oh, on shit. it, but that's just a rumor that I heard through Bryce. Yeah, dude, MF Doom's like the underground king, man. Like, it, that's my favorite. He's my favorite artist. When I heard that he had possibly listened to it, I was like freaking out. I was like, "What?" We gotta make an MF Doom hashtag for this album, even if it's even if you don't need to any samples by him. Just make sure he listens to it. <laughs> Edibles. Hashtag oh, yeah. after. The hashtag is really what helped too, though, because. It was just a simple way of, of promoting, and that's kind of like been my thing. I've been trying to, I've been doing marketing pretty much my entire professional career. All the jobs that I've had have had somewhat to do with marketing or, or pushing some kind of product. I worked with my uncle, who's a loan officer, basically just revamped his entire business to work online and become more digital. And so that's kind of like my expertise. I love to just make content and and brainstorm cool ways to share it and get it out there. Like if I could, I don't know, like I want to do something really cool for this and the way that it's quarantined, like like make an app, make an edibles app and like the app on your phone would look like a brownie and like, mm. you know, like a live stream yeah. app. You go on and we live stream a show or we post little funny content up there and it updates it over a certain amount of time. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. That's just off the top of the dome right now. Yeah, yeah. But that's something that would be like crazy. Wouldn't that be crazy? And like <laughs> as, throughout the rollout, like as the rollout's going, like, oh, everybody download this app. We're going to uh, do something no one's ever done before in Seattle. We got a new app, our own app, and we're going to release exclusive content only on this Edibles app. And you go track your real fans and you'll be able to see who's really down. And you can post, like, we can post the photo shoots on there, singles, videos, little interviews, documentaries. Yes. And kind of make it its own rollout. Obviously, we'll be posting the same content on YouTube and shit, but it can be like a few days exclusive on this shit. Like, mm-hmm. and then that kind of that could be like a super cool, unique way. Shit like that. That's what I like to do. In like, I don't know how to make an app or anything to do with that, but if we could, you know, we could find someone. <laughs> that's all I can do. I'm just good for ideas. I'm just an idea guy. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's all exciting. I'm pretty excited too. Like we do like some like clothing collabs and stuff like that too. Like this, this so we have all- we have a long time to figure all this stuff out too. So there's nothing but time, bro. We're stuck yeah. here. No, no need to rush, you know. So wait, you talked to Bryce for like an hour, just like this. I usually like um for the interview. Yeah. Or in general, oh the interview. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked to him in general too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to him maybe like every couple of weeks or so. Bro, Bryce, 
And I know he's going to see this, so it's funny. And I've told him this before. Bryce is one of the hardest people in the world to talk to. To just talk to him, I don't know. He's probably just doing a lot of the talking. But when he calls me, he calls me and is like, hey, Trey. I'm like, yo, what's up? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, you're gonna do that interview right with Blake I'm like yeah yeah I am all right all right all right all right so did you want anything no no I was just calling hits dab like for five minutes I'm like bro what do you want <laughs> so I could being able to talk to him for a long time that's a testament to your strength man i, I, I commend you yeah man I, i'm I, i'm able to talk to people who are quiet i can i open up people pretty well so it's it's a, it's a gift but yeah he, he's he's a silly guy in my opinion no, <laughs> him, him and his wife Ariel, they're both amazing people me and my yeah. girl we're lucky enough to go to the wedding i was a groomsman and she got Ooh. to be a bridesmaid in their wedding so we love them, man. They're special. We consider them family. It's great. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like his dog that much. I'm going to be honest. but he... <laughs> uh, His dog's a little weird. He's, like, he's cool. He's a little weird, but he's cool. Yeah. I, definitely, I definitely know some cooler dogs, but he's not a bad dog. He's a great dog. I, um, I, had, this I had this family friend who was like this Russian lady. And like we'd go over, go over to her house every summer. And she had this ugly dog, like one of those dogs you don't know what type of dog it is. It's just ugly. It has like the matted yeah. fur. Now, and, I hate um, little dogs, to be honest with you. I hate them. Mm, yeah. There's only a few, though, that are like, that are cool. There's like a couple that, that my friends all own that are cool. They're all yippy a lot of the times. But this dog, basically, it was the ugliest dog and like no one liked it. But it got hit by a car. It got hit oh, by a car. No. And it survived. And everyone was like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> It's an unkillable ugly dog. Hey, that yes. dog has superpowers. And then there's like a competition about ugly dogs. Like the ugliest dog wins the competition. And it's usually like a super old, like 12-year-old, super weird-looking dog that's about to die. Yeah, dogs are gross. The gross ones. So they can be cute too, but like I love I love dogs. My girl is like psycho about dogs. I like good dogs. There's bad dogs and there's good dogs. Like there's good dogs or good people and bad people. So I like yeah. good dogs. I don't like pit bulls. Some people think pit bulls are beautiful. I just think they're scary. Those oh, people, like, no, no. jack I have, you up. I have some awesome pit bull dogs. Like what? they're cool. They're cool. A cocker spaniel almost bit my finger off. So I fucking hate any kind of small sized dog. I fucking hate them. But <laughs> there's some cool ones. There's some cool ones. <laughs> so we'll, we'll end on that note. <laughs> So what is some advice that you have for up and coming Seattle artists, creators, influencers? Um, don't stop, I guess. Shit. What kind of advice would I give myself? I'm still aspiring. Um, I don't know. I feel like you've got to just uh, own, own your craft, be confident in yourself and who you are. My whole mantra is stay gold. That's been my thing since I started making music. My first project is called Stay Gold Forever. Um, I just mean stay true to yourself and, and, you know, don't settle for less and know your worth and kind of just be careful how you navigate things. Don't burn bridges, but also, you know, don't let people walk over you. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, just being confident in yourself and, and knowing, knowing what you want and, and how to get it. Isn't, isn't Stay Gold already copyrighted, though? If 
by the outsiders. Stay gold, stay gold, pony boy. It was the same. Yeah, it's uh, copyrighted. I know the copywritten. No, it's a fucking two words. Stay gold. I can say stay gold as many times I want. That's like fucking paraphrasing saying that's hot is copyrighted. Like fuck out of here. <laughs> and my thing is stay gold forever anyway, and I spell it F R B R, so it's a little different. <laughs> have you heard that tape? Have you have you bumped any of that stuff, or have you only really heard edibles? I've heard some of your I've heard some of your singles, but I haven't listened to a full project. I need to do that. Like I've listened yeah, to your SoundCloud I mean, stuff and. Stay Gold is on iTunes and everything. I mean, all the stuff that I have out is on iTunes, I'm pretty sure. But SoundCloud definitely has more of my older projects. Like, I got projects like High Times, like old mixtapes and shit. Like, I just check it out, man. Because, I mean, it's not, all, it's not all the same. I make a lot of different kind of music. And all the shit I have unreleased, every single song sounds different. So I don't even know what to do with it. That's why I, I took my project to the side. Because I'm like, I'm just going to keep collecting songs. But I did put out a video. Did you see the, the, uh, I can't get my own video. This, that. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that. Yeah, I just dropped it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, check it Wait. out. It's on YouTube and stuff. It's called This, That. It's really good. It's just like a, a good boom bap hip hop shit. Um, I think I, I think I might have seen. It was the last, it was the last party before quarantine. So. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I saw, yeah, 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 I saw it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves that one. Everybody's been telling me that's like my, their favorite song by me. It's my best song that I've put out so far. So if that's if that's anything to go off, then I'm really happy and, and confident for what I have coming next because it's all in that kind of lane and you know, more introspective but but good beats and, and, and good raps. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And like yeah, and I'm, I'm happy that we we're finally able to talk, you know. You're like like I Yeah, my bad. I didn't dodge you yesterday. I just be sitting here fucking high all day i just sit here smoke weed. <laughs> yeah no worries i i've been literally just like playing interview after interview because i've been just so bored and also it's good to put out content and bro, um, that's how it starts bro you start just collecting the interviews doing what you love and eventually it'll take you far bro less than three years ago or less than five years ago travis thompson interviewed me the same exact way interviewed me and bryce at bryce's house wow. for his the podcast uh tape two years later he was super famous you know wow. so it's like, you never know, you never know. And like little Mosey, bro, Young Tata, that's my bro who shot my first music videos. Mm. And then he blew up making videos for Mosey. Yeah. And so, you know, you might blow up next after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> just, make yeah, sure, just make sure you throw me back a bone, bro. That's all I yeah. ask, man. Tired of yeah. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, see, I don't nah, even- I got love for everybody, bro. It's, 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 uh, it's cool, bro. It's been a really cool experience being able to to be in the music scene and be able to say I've done a lot of shit out here. So it's just been a blessing, man. I'm just happy that we're here and still alive and hopefully we get through this fucking quarantine shit. Yeah, we need we need some diversity coming out of Seattle. They're like, we got different shades of white right now. <laughs> Little Mosey, ah! I got Travis and Macklemore and those guys are all like... <laughs> Ambo Mosey's light-skinned too. Dude, that guy could literally be white. That's... <laughs> it's just, it's like, I, mean, I mean, it's just, they, that's, that's how it is, bro. That's, that's insane, though. I've never seen anyone that light skinned. Like, it's actually like crazy. No, 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 no. I mean, I was white when I was born. I just happened to darken up as I got older. I'm only <laughs> half, my mom's white, so I mean, I'm mixed. Yeah. But, Most um, people are mixed, I think, nowadays. But no, there's a lot of good <laughs> artists coming out of Seattle. It's just, they just got to hit. You just got to make a hit. I, I feel like we're all one hit away 
from like a huge a huge song like i can make a song tomorrow that's gonna be huge that's mm. just a matter of marketing it and getting it out i might have already recorded a hit song it's just about how are we going to get it out to the masses how are we going to get it out there and market yeah. it and get it doable so i feel like that's where a lot of people are in seattle where it's just one big song one big hit that's going to take them to the next level we definitely got to put out stuff right now in case the quarantine continues and they decide to nuke the cities you know so trying to live life all in the fast lane avoiding all the bad things gotta do it my way but you know you can't live like that